Welcome to Military Network Radio, where we'll bring dynamic interviews and fresh information about topics affecting your quality of life at each stage of your military service. Join us each week for information of value that improves your outlook, actions, and encourages each member of the family, serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Everyone serves, and together we make a difference. And now, here's your host, Linda Crater. Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and this is a special episode of Military Mom Talk Radio. Now, I've got a real big treat for you today because my lovely co-host is Linda Creter, and she is on my sister show, or our sister show, Military Network Radio, and we're going to talk about a really important topic for parents today, especially parents of exceptional children. There's online learning academies available to the military family, and we're going to visit visit today with two parents from Virginia Virtual Academy. Now, Linda, this is such a great opportunity. And for somebody like me, who's a single mom, and I represent quite a bit of our military moms being single, you actually have moved how many times when you were, you have two adult grown children now, how many times did you move? It was really an interesting time. We moved eight times in 11 years, including overseas. And I wish that we had available to us the opportunities that technology uh, offers today because we didn't have uh, this type of virtual academy that we're going to be talking about today. So a lot of moving and relocation is very familiar to our military families. And I wanted to just, you know, as a quick aside, we're talking to Virginia Virtual Academy today. And, you know, that has a K through eight program and a high school program. This is tuition free online public education, meaning it doesn't cost you anything. And before you guys say, well, I don't live in Virginia, doesn't matter to me. This uh, school is available forever where you claim your residency or you're planning to retire to. And if you go while you're listening to today's show, if you go to k12.com front slash grade, like I got the grade of an F, um, you will be able to see what programs are available in your area because there are a bunch of states that have this. This isn't the only one, but we are going to be visiting today with Major Joe Ronzio and his wife, Dahlia Ronzio, who have a couple kids in the program to talk about, you know, why choose a virtual academy? Why choose, you know, it's also kind of online learning um, and, and Linda, you know, you're probably better at this than I am. Can you talk a little bit about like online virtual learning so we kind of have a baseline for our discussion today? I'd be glad to. It's really very interesting. Public virtual schools are very similar to brick and mortar ones. And they're public with state certified public school teachers. And the teachers must still account for the academics and the attendance just as they would at a brick and mortar school. But the advantage of virtual schooling is that the curriculum is tailored to the students, whether they're gifted or in need of special support in certain subjects. Their flexibility is a huge advantage, especially to military students, because of the frequent relocations. You also want to seamlessly continue educations when you do relocate. And very importantly, you the children want to be available when mom and dad are home on leave or return from deployments. I think people forget that many duty assignments are stateside but they're still away from the family, and they're during the school year. There's other benefits, too. The teachers are passionate about their topics, and all of us know the difference a good teacher can make. Uh, Coursework is sent directly to them, available online. Parents are closely involved, and so are social activities, routinely uh, scheduled and undertaken. Best of all, to me, as I was learning more about this and wishing that I'd had it when my children were little, 
Virtual schools can instill a love of learning that will last for a lifetime. When the academic and social needs of your child are addressed, it becomes in the way of the military a mission for education and excellence. And we will have our guests give their stories shortly, and you'll hear directly from them how this virtual schooling is a great fit and intriguing to consider for military families. Sam, you want to talk more about some of the myths of online schools? Yeah, because, you know, it kind of parallels some of the homeschool myths. And, uh, you know, I know before I did a bunch of shows on Military Mom Talk Radio about online learning, and I actually was a distance learning uh, teacher uh, many years ago in tech. And, you know, we called it distance distance learning now. Now it's online learning, virtual learning. There's lots of, you know, different words uh you know, kind of that talk about the same thing. But the biggest criticisms are like that these students lack socialization, they don't have good social skills. But, you know, these schools provide trips to museums and parks, have clubs and social events. Um, One of the other things that that I hear a lot is, you know, well, you're just going to sit on a computer all day, which my kids do anyway with their video games. But, (laughs) but so I don't know why that's such a big issue. But a lot of people do, you know, worry that their kids are just going to sit on the computer all day. In reality, it's like, you know, only about 30% of that is online in a typical six hour, you know, school day. Um, The other thing that I think is important to note is that in this case, Virginia Virtual Academy and many of the other online academies um, that operate outside a traditional classroom, they have to still take the Virginia State standardized test. So, you know, it's not like you have this willy-nilly free-for-all um, education program. You know, there's really, um, it's a structured school. It's just taking advantage of what technology has to offer. Absolutely. And I think it's really important to remember in our military communities that things are a little bit different for the military child. And to consider some of these online schooling options are very important. Let's, let's go over some stats. The children in military families tend to move six to nine times during their childhood. So if they can be online education, it goes where they go. (laughs) Very importantly, no two male kids are alike. So if you can tailor a program to meet the independent needs of each child and their learning styles, because not every child learns the exact same way, you're really addressing the customization that is not possible in many brick-and-mortar schools. It's flexible. And in the case of some of our guests today, you will find out that the flexibility and the subject matter content is far and wide over what is offered in public school curriculums. And in many schools, as you know, music and arts, sports training, languages are being removed. And that's a shame. So this is another advantage. So one final thing we want to mention, because it's important to one of our guests, reserve and guard component families are not always considered are recognized as part of the military family population with the mill kids. But in the recent 9-11, post-9-11 um, active duty, the Guard and Reservists have been deployed in record numbers. And so we have a great number of military children who would benefit from taking a look at some options in educational learning. 
Well, especially if you're frustrated, you know, you know, (laughs) absolutely. I'm just going to say it flat out. You know, I live in a rural community, so our choices are limited. And uh, one of the gals who worked for me uh, put her child in virtual learning. And at first I was like, hmm, I wonder how that's going to work. Well, it allowed her to have time to practice her oboe. You know, she likes to practice for hours and hours. She could travel and, you know, see her family and, and see her dad, you know, things like that, that a traditional school would be really frustrating. And um, so I'm really excited, Linda, today to bring on Major Joe Ronzio and his wife, Dahlia. Um, Hey, Major Joe and Dahlia, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, Joe, I'd like to ask you a little bit about your background and your military career so people can kind of know who they're listening to with respect to online education. Uh, that's the fun part. I actually started into a 20-year civilian career before going into the military, and then I went into the military in 2005, served active duty at Pope Air Force Base. I'm a medical services corps officer. Mm-hmm. In 2008, I went IRR to accomplish my doctorate in health sciences, and I've been serving in a reserve capacity since. That's great. That is terrific. Uh, Dahlia. Dahlia is uh, Major Joe's wife and mother of their children, their two children, Xander and Elizabeth. Uh, Dahlia, tell us a little bit about your background. Um, my background is that I um, went to school and I actually uh, got a degree in aerospace engineering. And from there, I went into strategic consulting and global project management, working for companies such as Stride right on Gillette and Gillette on global IT projects and knowledge management areas. I've done some um, adjunct teaching um, for major universities. And when my husband joined the military, um, we took some time off. And I am now currently home with the children and working on their education, as well as volunteering as the key spouse for my husband's unit. That's as well as a few other volunteer things. So I would say, That's like, great. education is pretty important to you guys. Yes. Now, um, you're you've got two children, Xander and Elizabeth. How old are they? Xander is six, and Lizzie is ten. Okay, so you've got elementary school age kids, like I do. Can I mm-hmm. ask you why you chose um, Virginia Virtual Academy um, of all the different online services out there? Why Virginia, or they call it Vava? I just want to go Vava Voom, but um, why'd you choose Virginia Virtual Academy? Um, well, I chose Vava because when we were looking at options for schools, we started researching what. Um, public school options were available and what different options were needed. Um, Lizzie is, you know, highly gifted. Um, We had had her before we moved to Virginia um, in full-time immersion programs, and she had recently was accepted into a full-time gifted and talented program that she would have participated in before we moved to Virginia. When we moved to Virginia, we had looked at schooling areas um, that had gifted and talented programs. When we put her in the schools here, we found that she was doing work that she'd been doing since preschool. Um, she wasn't giving new material. She was given more material, and she was spending about five to seven hours of her day reading. So she'd leave at 7.30 in the morning, and she would get home until about 4.30 in the afternoon. Um, and there wasn't any time to supplement. There wasn't any time to expose her to her interests. And she was basically bored. So we started looking at other options. Um, and we just feed what we had to do. And we found Vava. Um, we applied. And it was a good fit. 
sounds like it was a terrific fit. How long have they been attending? Um, Lizzie has been attending. This will be her third year. We started her in third grade, so she was in Vava for third, fourth, and this year will be fifth. And Xander, this is his second year, and he'll be entering first. That is exciting. How do you feel they respond to the school and how it works? Lizzie absolutely loves it. Um, she's going into fifth grade, but she's already, I'd say, over halfway through the fifth grade material. And she enjoys being able to go deeper into like the sciences and the history and explore other topics and have it be very immersive. Um, mm-hmm. It's very adaptive to how she learns. And Xander, I'd say the same way. He thought kindergarten was fun. He looked forward to it. He begged to do it on the weekends. Um, and same, we were able to tailor it to his um, abilities. He's actually last year in kindergarten already started on the first grade curriculum and is excelling. This is Sandra. I have a question for you, uh, Joe. What did you think about virtual learning? Because you were probably raised like I was, kind of non-virtual, and you know, um, I went on the computer in first grade, but I didn't get online until much later in life. Were you nervous at all with this type of education for your kids? Well, that was actually funny because I started my master's degree with a joint program online and in person. I completed my doctorate program online and in person. My concern was really about the elementary education piece and then being able to express that style of learning and level of learning adequately to a young child. I guess we have the, I, I always say that we're not raising geniuses, we're raising evil geniuses here. So they <laughs> end up they end up adapting to the online learning format really well. They actually have to get pride off the computer. Now, sometimes they will try to sneak away and play a game here and there, but you have to watch over them, same as you do any kids in any school. Even at the master's and doctorate level, some of the students have a tendency to get distracted as well now that I'm teaching at both of those levels. Wow. So you, so, and, and do you do any virtual instruction on your end? I do. I have a couple of universities that I have academic appointments at that I continue. So I'm able to teach at those levels. Typically for master's and doctorate students, I've taught a couple of baccalaureate students, but those classes typically are more in-person, face-to-face. There's a new surge right now in universities moving more towards a virtual format. In fact, my alma mater, uh, Norwich University, is actually advertising their bachelor's program now is capable in a completely online format. Well, and I would think, and I need to take us to commercial break, but I would think that attending a virtual academy as a kid would be wonderful to prepare them for higher education, especially since so much of it is being done online. Um, I need to take us to commercial break. We're visiting today with Major Joe Ronzio, his wife, Dahlia Ronzio. They have their children in Virginia Virtual Academy. You want to know more about Virginia Virtual Academy or other academies? that are available in your state. And remember, you know, it's available wherever you claim your residency or you're planning to retire to. You can go to www.k12, that's K as in kindergarten, k12.com, front slash grade, G-R-A-D-E. And I always like to say like the grade, like I get an F because I can't spell. But that's k12.com, front slash grade. When we come back from the break, we're going to dig in a little deeper into this, um, 
uh, online learning for elementary school age up to high school because this is a really amazing opportunity for the military family. As Linda outlined, this actually solves a lot of issues that children face with military education uh, as their parents serve. And we know when the child or the parent serves, the children serve, and as does the rest of the family. We'll be back again after the break. We're Military Network Radio, and we'll be right back after these short messages. Hi, military moms, dads, and grandparents. At Military Network Radio, we know that everyone serves in a military family, and we know how hard it can be to provide a great education for our military kids. K-12 believes every child is uniquely brilliant. So to prepare them for college and success beyond high school, they deserve an education designed just for them. Learn more at k12.com forward slash grade about enrolling. A child's brilliance comes in many forms. Some are curious, others inventive, sometimes analytical. K-12 is a full-time, tuition-free online option to traditional public school. Taught by state-certified teachers, schools powered by K-12 provide an individualized education, enhancing your child's ability to succeed. K-12 programs teach to and embrace your child's unique brilliance. Students from K-12 power schools go on to find colleges and universities, enhancing their ability to succeed. Be part of the community of military families throughout the world who have succeeded with a tuition-free online K-12 education. K-12 welcomes students for grades K through 12. Visit k12.com forward slash grade or call 855-628-9531 for more information about enrolling. That's 855 855- 628-9531 and k12.com forward slash grade. Welcome back to Military Network Radio. Serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Together, we make a difference. Hi, this is Sandra Beck and welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio. My lovely co-host today is Linda Creeder and we are talking about Virginia Virtual Academy and online learning. Specifically today at the K-8 through program, the program for Virginia Virtual Academy is tuition-free, which means you don't have to pay for it, online, which is online the computer, and it's public education. And if you missed the first half of today's episode, you're really going to want to check it out because we talked a lot about the benefits of virtual learning, kind of what it is, how it works. And now we're going to get into the meat of it with Major Joe and his wife, Dahlia, because they have two children, Xander and Lizzie who've been attending this school and you know one of the things um, that I think people are concerned about when you put your your child in kind of a new educational format or a new school is um, the the ability to get materials to you know if you need a microscope do you get a microscope you know how do you handle textbooks and reading and so I really want to know Dahlia for you since you are taking charge of the kids education at home what does a typical day look like with online learning like do you just get up anytime and pop on the computer or how does that work? Um, Well we found we actually need to keep it just as structured as if for us um, in terms of timing as if they were in a regular school, but that structure and timing can be a little bit different. So we get up, we have breakfast, we make sure everyone's dressed. Um, we have kind of our time for chores and playtime a little bit in the morning. And then about eight thirty, nine o'clock, um, we sit down and we do school. So that could be, you know, science or math or history. 
Um, on some days, if we're learning about topics, we've, you know, gone on field trips and gone to the, from, we're in D.C., so the Smithsonian, or we've gone to, um, you know, a park or a science museum. So whatever topic we're learning about, we take that into consideration. So it's definitely not just sitting in front of the computer. Um, in the afternoon, we like to eat lunch. Um, they'll go outside. They'll play. We have a little free time and rest time. Um, and then we tend to go back and do what I call the homework um, you know, essay assignments, um, you know, extra math or schoolwork they want to get ahead on, um, extra stories they want to read. So it's really incorporating the learning into the day instead of just going to school. It's not really separated. You know, I, I have to say that when Joe mentioned that Xander wants to go to school on Saturday, that points to the fact that this learning modality for you all has just been a success because the love of learning sometimes can get squashed out in our public school systems because you're quote teaching to the test etc and while you're all getting the same information in order to pass those uh, tests your children appear to be learning in a way that is exactly right for them and especially when you start it so young that love of learning and and that that discovery phase that is able to be nurtured through this type of schooling seems like a great advantage. Would that be accurate to say? I would say so. I mean, definitely I notice even within my two children, they both learn very differently. Um, and so work, what works for Lizzie doesn't necessarily work for Xander. And so in doing this, we've been able to tailor it to what works to each of them and they both enjoy it and they both have fun. Um, and it, it's just a lifestyle instead of going to school. Fantastic opportunity. Well, and I have another question because, you know, I always like to know what it looks like, feels like, tastes like. Um, when you are helping your kids or you're administering this curriculum, you know, is it hard? I mean, is it a lot of work? Like, do you have to stay up all night? preparing for the next day. I mean, I get really nervous because I, you know, I get up and prepare for my show the night before. So um, how much involvement do you have to have versus what you do have? I mean, there definitely is involvement. We're the learning coaches for the children. And so the younger they are, um, the more involved you are. And that's also in terms of the less they're able to the read. So you're working with them to be able to read, to understand the concepts, um, to learn what's going on. So for example, for kindergarten, you know, we learned all of the continents, all of the oceans. We learned, um, you know, a major area in each content, such as the, you know, Amazon River or the Yangtze River in China. And we learned stories about, um, what is going on in each area. We study the Great Barrier Reef. Um, and to do that, we received maps and we received globes and there was online learning and videos. And we went out and we did, you know, YouTube and there are other um, storybooks that were provided. So each lesson, um, it gives you its guided and they provide maybe anywhere from two to five options in each lesson that you could do with the child to be able to master the concept. If the child's interested in it, you can keep going and you can go deeper and you can find more material. But if they aren't or if they're learning it, you can move through and master and move on. Um, so that allows the child to both go deeper and to go faster at the same time. 
Do you find, uh, Joe, I want to ask you, you know, Dahlia talked about from her perspective, uh, Joe, what do you, you know, are they allowed to go like, you know, my kids, I like to say like I chase them down rabbit holes. Like, you know, my kid was all into the Fujita scale and, and tornadoes, you know, for like three weeks. So we could go with that, you know, kind of hurricane fascination, you know, big disaster, learn the weather systems. Is there a lot of flexibility and, and how do you participate in this learning process? Well, as you said, chasing down rabbit holes, my kids still do that. They actually have a lot of fun going down rabbit holes where they get an interest and they'll want to follow it up and chase it. We ended up having uh, Lizzie explode Coke bottles with Mentos for a little bit of chemistry <laughs> understanding, which it's a fun way of it's a fun way of doing it, but it has a lot of chemistry involved. In fact, she was very disappointed when she kept adding more Mentos and it wouldn't explode again. I, we had to explain to her that she already released all the gas. But I've been impressed with the amount of materials they give. When you said earlier, if you need a microscope, do you get it? Yes, you actually get all the materials, both the physical and the virtual materials that you'll ever need with all the books everything that goes on for that lesson and for that year. It's been great to see. I'm able to participate. Again, I was deployed last year, so it was a little difficult for me to do things remotely. But uh, while I'm home, I try to help out at least to allow some of the rabbit holes with technology, science, math, engineering where possible. We're getting them to do a lot of software development learning. And yes, Lizzie is here uh, right next to me while we're talking. So, Lizzie, can I ask you a question? Yes. Yes. What is your favorite subject right now that you're learning? Math. Math? And what do you like about math? It's fun. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm terrible at math, Lizzie. That's like the worst subject for me. But I'm so proud of you that, you know, you like math. Can you tell me what it's like to do your math homework? Like, do you sit at the kitchen table? How do you do your math homework? It depends on the place. Sometimes I do it in the car. Sometimes I do it at the kitchen table. Sometimes I do it at the desk. So do you ever miss going to a traditional school, like if you see other kids going to school or maybe kids in your soccer program, or do you just love what you do? I never miss going to school. I, like I never miss going to school, and I had to go to school, but I'm so glad. Can you tell me what book you're reading right now, like for your reading? Do you have a reading assignment? Um, currently, I'm reading Anne of Green Gables, or that's oh, what I'm reading next. Lovely. Linda, did you read Anna Green Gables? That's one of my favorites. Absolutely. That's, That's a wonderful fine. one, Lizzie. It, it sounds to me like you really like going to school. Is that correct? Uh, yes, I like K-12. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice job. Nice job. That was wonderful. And and Lizzie, I have a son that's your age, and he's reading Stuart Little, and he's really mad because it's written in a form of English that isn't popular today. And I'm going to tell him that you're reading Anne of Green Gables, which was probably written either at the same time or before that. And if Lizzie can do it, then Zach can do it. I want to thank you for being our guest today. Okay. Okay. All right. So we heard from, from Lizzie Ronzio. She is a student um, at the Virginia Virtual Academy. And we're talking to her dad, Major Joe Ronzio and Dahlia, um, who are taking care of her education. I want to ask a little bit about Xander's education because he's much younger. Um, and 
Uh, Dahlia, when you had difficulty, or maybe you didn't, but I know I would, if you had difficulty with uh, some of the material and you're not understanding it, are you just on your own, or how do you get help? Like for me, I just go in the, and talk to the teacher. Well, I mean, you could do that too. What I found here is that all of the teachers are very willing to help, and there's great communication, and they really get to know the students. Um, so if I've had a question, there's a whole network of other learning coaches. Um, there are the teachers you can go to to ask. They actually have online virtual homerooms and questions and answer sections that you can go to each week and sign on and ask the questions if you have questions to ask. Um, so there's never a lack of people to support and help and answer any questions that you have. This is Linda. Just a quick question. When you began doing this, how comfortable with, were you with starting it, and then how did that comfort level change as you began to become more um, familiar with the program? There definitely is a learning curve for getting started. Um, there's great support with the OLS. They give you your weekly schedule. They lay out what classes you need to do. You can adjust it per child, um, but there definitely is a learning curve for everyone to get used to it of one to three months. Um, and that's about a typical average from other people that I've spoken with. That's terrific. So I want to find out, um, I still want to know more about your day because I'm, you know, I'm kind of, you know, ghoulish that way. So when school is done for the day, like, do you have dinner time that like ends your school day? And then what do you do about physical athletics? Like in my town, we only have soccer and baseball two times a year, but there's no gym class. So how do you handle physical education? Um, a few different ways. In the winter, we've done the Wii and the Xbox and the Wii Fit. We've gone to the Y. We've gone swimming. We've gone rock climbing. Um, we've gone to the park. There are lots of other kids in the area. They get together and they play you know, outside games such as you know tag and soccer and softball. Um, we go bike riding. Um, so it's very, I would say, social in terms of the athletic and the sports part. And there definitely is the time to fit that in. Um, we also have the time to fit in walks. Um, you know, lately we've been doing a few mile pokey walks and going around and <laughs> hunting Pokemon <laughs> while we're walking Oh, around. boy. Right. Um, so you have that time to work it into the schedule. Oh, that you just, like, I, I can see both of my kids' face light up thinking they have to be in a traditional gym class and your kids are going on pokey walks. I hope they do not listen to the show because they'll never. We had my son walking around Buffalo Wild Wings last night for, trying to find Pokemon and they wouldn't let him in the kitchen. I'm like, get back here and sit down. Um, but that is so much fun. Now, do you have to log everything in? Like, how do you how do you report back to, and I know we've only got a couple minutes to break, but how do you log back? like report back to the school there's an attendance online and there's also works with your you know iphone or ipad and you can log what you do during the day but for example if you go to a museum and you're learning about science you can log those hours of science if you're going on a nature walk and you're learning about um, the bugs and the birds and it ties back to your science or your history class then you can count those times towards your lessons. Um, so it's a very experiential in terms of, you know, attendance. It's not just sitting down and grinding the books. You can incorporate the time and the attendance and how you're learning um, into the child's learning style and how you work throughout the day. And Lizzie is in fifth grade. You know, I am so 
excited. Um, I love when kids are on it. Just it just makes my day so great, and so much of our focus here at Military Mom Talk Radio and Linda's uh, show, Military Network Radio, is for the military family and for our military kids. Um, I want to thank uh, you guys today for being our guests. We have Major Joe Ronzio, uh, Dahlia Ronzio, and our special guest star, fifth grader Lindsay Ronzio, uh, for coming on and talking so openly and and sharing your personal details on what this is like, because I think people have a very different view of online learning, and you guys showed us beautifully how this can work for the military family. So for those of you listening today that want to know more, go to www.k12, K is in kindergarten, k12.com, front slash grade. Uh, Linda, you got anything to wrap us up with? Because this has just been a great show. Well, I agree with you wholeheartedly, and thanks to both of the Ronzios. It was just really wonderful, and, and having Lizzie on was an extra bonus. The love of learning is what came through to me, and I think that's not something that just happens automatically. It's clear that this curriculum and the tailoring and the finding the style that works for your children really makes a difference. So thank you for sharing that with us today. I want to thank our guests today, Major Joe Ronzio, Dahlia Ronzio, our special guest star, Lizzie Ronzio. I want to thank also Virginia Virtual Academy for being our test monkey today and allowing us to poke around their curriculum. If you want to find more about Virginia Virtual Academy and other uh, schools like that, please go to k12.com, front slash grade. We'll be back again next week. Thank you for tuning in today to Military Network Radio. You can find our show at our website, www.toginet.com forward slash military network radio also www.militarynetworkradio.com and in iTunes under military network radio join us next week when we bring you another program to enhance your outlook and future thank you for joining us